All right, so let's talk a little bit about the markets here. Welcome to Bull Bear Radio. Market pricing's nuts. Each week, we catch up with WBI's experts, Matt and Don Schreiber. Down 77%. You know what you need to recover from that? A miracle. WBI brings you wealth-building market insights. Hi, I'm Matt Schreiber, and this is Bull Bear Radio. I have no idea what episode number this is, but it's coming out. It's here. You're listening to it. Keep listening to it. You know, this is the, the most fun finance podcast on the interweb. Period. Period. Right, Tim. And okay. Doctor, I was wondering if you were awake, okay. man. Period. Fun. Period. It's fun. fun. We're fun. Just say yes to WBI. You know, we had a lot of fun this past weekend. We were in uh, Columbia, South Carolina. Whoa. It was really fun. It you was know? crazy, uh, man. You know, big game against Georgia. Big game. Uh, Gamecocks didn't, uh, you know, pull it out, but uh, we had fun nonetheless, you know. Aye. Unfortunately, Georgia looked pretty, uh, you know, kept it together, was consistent, and, you know, won the game. So uh, what can you do, you know? Yeah, our boys were Well, we got a lot of, we got a lot more games left to play. So anyway, uh, yo, so um, since we've been... You know, on Bull Bear Radio here last, there's been a lot of talk about uh, emerging market contagion. Emerging market contagion. You've been you've been reading about that too, Don. Yes. You know, it's called it's called dollar destruction and trade war implosion. Oh, okay. That's 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 the way to get the day started off, right? Right. I mean, come on. So that's look, what's going on out there. China's down. Hey, like man, we're gonna th- we're gonna throw another two hundred and sixty uh, billion in tariffs at China, as if they could, you know, gobble down the last two hundred billion. Yeah, so the, we laid on them. So the uh, CSI three hundred, which is you know the uh, main index for China, down twenty four point three one percent as of the taping here. I Ouch. mean they. They are in a bear market. That's what we call bear market, right? Yep. Now, they're not budging, though. They're not budging on these tariffs. Not a, they're not budging at all, man. And in fact, it's uh, you know it's rumored that the the Chinese are going to buy uh, the the makers of skis because got to get ready for the uh, the Beijing Olympics. You know, Winter Olympics coming up. Got cool. to go buy Atomic and Salomon. Yeah, five billion dollars. They're going to buy the company for well, it's know, rumor. They, they want to take gotta, it there's, over. There's a lot of there's a lot of money floating around that system. Oh man, man. they so, got lots of cash. Yeah, uh, five billion. Send some my way. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, put it in an envelope and address exactly. it to Don and Drop Matt it Shriver. Off. Drop it off. We're ready to go. Uh, Come on, man. Let's rock and roll. All right. Here. So look, you know, most of the the European stock indexes are either in correction territory or they're really close. FTSE 100 down 9.49. CAC uh, down 4.78. The DAX down 11.11%. Whew. Whoa, man. And we got Brexit still, you know? Yeah. It's, and it's nasty. So not looking it could good. could be nasty. Now, now the, the folks that are bucking the trend, Japanese, man, positive. Nikkei's up 68 basis points for the year. Now, uh, you know, most people are still talking about that dang S&P 500, right? S&P 500's up seven. Hey, U.S. stock market's going seven, strong. 7.29% for the year. The mid-cap stock's up 665 S&P 600 small cap up 
15.63%. Now, interestingly Whoa, enough, you Man, know, these are nice all cap-weighted indexes. You take a look at the New York Stock Exchange composite, right? I uh, love broader, looking at this broader index. Broader weighting. It's all of the stocks, U.S.-listed common stocks listed on the New York Stock Exchange. It's like 1,800 or so. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, around 2,000 stocks total, okay. right? And... Uh, there's about 360 ADRs in, in the 2000s. So it's it's roughly 1,600-ish U.S. domestic stocks. How's it done? How's it done? Yeah, how's it you done? really want to know this. I really want to know. You might get depressed. No, man. I mean, you know, the the, the FANG and up, the tech stocks are have, uh, you know, kept the S&P 500 up. afloat. I know that almost all of the other stocks out of the top 10 or 15, 20 technology stocks aren't doing so great. Yeah, so you're right. 0.62%. No, okay. that, and that's not an error. I'm looking at it. I double-checked it. So the it's baby's so flat. Low. It hasn't moved. Yeah. It's, it, it, it didn't US even take stocks, a dead cat bounce. And, and this includes the fangs, you know? But once They're you start to broaden it out, weighted, man, it's, man. Not do, it's not doing anything. It's not that big, heavy capitalization It's weighted. not doing anything. So it is what it is, you know? So, you know, we got the contagion fears. Hey, value, it looks man. like Australia's value economy has gone down a little bit. So You're right. I mean, value hasn't done much anything this but year But, you either. know, value over the long term trumps, oh. trumps. Yes, you know, growth stocks outperforms uh, growth stocks. So just let me finish my roundup here. I mean, Australia economy's you know trending downwards from what I've read recently. South Africa recession. Well, Australia is dependent on South, China. South I mean, Africa, China's their big market. Yes, you know? I know. South Africa also a country tied to China, right? Because yeah. it's rare earth materials, just like Australia and all that kind of stuff. You yeah. know, natural so, resources. Recession. They're in a recession. They just went into recession. The R word. The the terrible R word, man. man. We don't yeah. want any of that yeah. here. I got South no, America no R, R word for you. South America's in turmoil and Europe, yikes. But the good news in Europe. You got good out. news? I haven't I heard any news. yet. Where is it? I got good news. Come on, man. The Give UK economy actually expanded in the most recent number. Great. Three months of expansion. Good. It's still hovering around flat, but it's up. <laughs> so and it increased you know uh in the mid twos uh annually right yeah two percent it was, it was it, no it was like two and a half percent good that's so not bad was, uh, not too bad two and a half so is pretty US, good with the, brexit hanging over them, you know, right canada's doing okay yeah so trade wars bad for business man we were talking about this the other day it is bad for business. It's bad for business, man. Bad but, for business. Hey, on the flip side here. Good for taxes. We're going to raise a, a lot of taxes. Small business owners, right? Small business owners. Highest confidence level. The small business sentiment index, right? Owners of small businesses. Highest level since, let me see here. I, I mean, this was like 1983, if I'm not mistaken. I, I thought it was like ever. No, it's, it, it, well, it's highest ever, but it's the highest ever since the record was set in 1983. I mean, it's a big that. number. So, you know, people were talking about the fact that maybe, you know, the public, John Q. Public, doesn't like the tax yeah, and, reductions And the president's got, approval right? ratings tax, are really, really tax low. Tax policy and all of this other stuff. But once you argue small business owners are loving the new tax when, act. Once you, they got the most positive sentiment ever. Once you argue that the real approval rating for the president would be 
you know, uh, consumer sentiment, which I've got in a second, or small business, you know, sentiment. These are the the. This is the the president that has uh, touted that he's going to be good for the economy. He's like the economy president. So right? he's done. I think he, I think so, he's doing that. He's moving the needle there. So you've and got you know, these, I don't think the polls take into account what's going on in uh, well with the economy or right. business. And I think the polls are are, are, are questionable. The, you but, know, we but, had that. We had questionable oh, okay, polls. Let's let's, you know, let's not question the polls. Uh, I'm talking about. Okay, great. The, those people that were polled don't like what's going on. I'm talking about the people that are polled here that are have more of a business. You know, they're, they're focused on their business. A small business owners in this poll said that they were going to raise CapEx spending this year by 26%. Man, that That's is what monstrous. I'm talking about, right? Monstrous. That's what I'm talking about. So um, that'll grow some companies. Consumer board consumer sentiment number is at 133.4. This wow. was the end of August. High. This is one of the highest numbers. On record, there's only two other periods where you get into this rarefied air here. This, this also should be uh, a kind of a poll, so to speak, on how strong people think they're going to spend here. University of Michigan's at 96.2 too. This is putting that money to work. This is high. It's trended down recently. Consumer board keeps going up and up and up. Uh, University of Michigan slightly down from its peak a, a couple of months ago. From an investment standpoint, you know these both of these uh, you know uh, studies indicate that the consumer and small businesses. Small business drives about sixty percent of the U.S. economy, employs most of the workers. So these are really strong numbers. These are a good indication that the economy and the you know the business community is in pretty good shape. Right, and and to add further to that, right. And these uh, are companies that aren't affected by big, bad tariffs. Goldman Sachs has, really interestingly enough, a bull bear index, right? Which is based on... I saw that. I was, uh, I'm, I'm like, wait a minute, hold the phone. That's ours. I know. I don't know how they got rid of got, got this, you know? I, I mean, we need to, like, uh, lawyer up over here or something like that. I, this is bull bear radio. What are they talking about? I know, but that's but not, anyway, that, doesn't that, sound, that doesn't sound like a good say, use of capital. You no, know, it doesn't. Lawyering up against uh, Goldman Sachs. Oh, man. That, I don't think that's so. A, that's a bad business strategy, dude. We go out of business doing that. Yeah. Goldman Sachs, bull bear index, right? Which is based on equity valuation, equity valuation, growth momentum, unemployment, inflation, and the yield curve is now at levels not seen since 1969. So it's at this really high level because all of these things are very, very favorable. Right. But it's what they're trying to point it's indicating to is that, that there's risk in the system, baby. Yeah. If it's at this high level, usually what goes up does go down. And that's what they're kind of pointing to. When you get to this level here, recession occurs at one of these tops, typically this, when you're at one of the tops for this index, uh, several months or a couple of years later, you start to slide towards recession. But, you know, this is uh, obviously uh, a good measure at how strong equity valuations are, momentum, unemployment's real low, inflation's pretty darn low. You know, so these things, that's that's why this 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 level is uh, very bullish at the moment. I, I think, you know, for us, uh, for me, the uh, the Fed, right, 
their their monetary policy. We're in quantitative tightening as opposed to quantitative easing. Ooh. They're trying to reduce their balance sheet, right? This four and a half trillion dollar bloated balance sheet. And at the same time, they're raising rates. So you basically have a double <laughs> monetary whammy going on to the economy. Yeah. And the thing that I noticed is that a couple of weeks ago, you know, new ho- new housing sales. Yeah, I know. New we, building we had construction that on here a couple episodes ago. New mortgage origination, all down, mm-hmm. right? All down. Yep. And you know, there's the canary in the coal mine. Oh, oh they used to put hey, canaries. Let me, they used to let used me add to that. They used to release canaries hey. in the coal mine. All right. You know, to tell whether or not there was you know bad uh, uh, air down there and people were going to die. This is this is like the, whoa. <laughs> this is like the good good news bad news podcast today. So. So here's some more bad news before I get back to some good news. But to add to your point, right, uh, rental glut sends chills throughout the hottest U.S. housing markets. So uh, U.S. rents were up just a half a percentage point in July. It was the smallest gain for any month since 2012. The strongest markets are like a disaster. Seattle, right? where Amazon is headquartered and such. Um, rents didn't budge in July. Didn't go up at all. Meanwhile, last year, rents were up 5%. The year before, up 10%. Portland, same situation, where a lot of companies are moving to Portland and some of these other smaller regional cities. Same thing with Kansas City. Some of these regional-based cities where the tech companies are moving, man, rents are skyrocketing. Not so much anymore. Not well, so fast, you know, and, my friend. So really, what what uh, I think that the housing sector and you mentioned it, New York, is a very early indicator indicator that the Fed's interest rate hikes are Squeeze starting it. to bite. They're starting to bite into growth. They're starting to reduce economic expansion. And you got to be really careful here. I think it's great that consumer sentiment and business sentiment is fantastic because that offsets that to some degree, which is why we're still constructive on U.S. markets, Yep. you know, for a little while here. But I'm telling you, if the housing trends continue, and I believe they're going to as the Fed hikes rates again in September here, you know, in a couple of weeks, they're going to probably bump that rate up, you know. In th- the interest rate squeeze is going to get really into a stranglehold. Okay, so let's let's go one positive note before we take a short break. So big jobs number last week, huge two hundred one thousand jobs, uh, wages up two no- two point nine percent. There's a number two point nine percent, man. I think that's why the consumers yeah, feel good. Yeah, more man. jangle in the pocket. You betcha. That's pretty good, right? Hey, everybody who wants to work has pretty much got a job. We got low employment, unemployment. And we got uh, rising wages. Those are good, kind, you know, good, good, good numbers. All right. So we're going to leave you right there. We'll be right back. It's time for WBIY now. Stated simply, WBI believes that our multi-factor high dividend process for the WBIY ETF is the most advanced smart beta approach in the marketplace today. WBIY tracks the Selective Power Factor High Dividend Index, which actively rebalances quarterly, setting in motion our multi-factor screening process to ensure that only the strongest dividend stocks pass through. WBIY has been designed to generate high dividend yield, protect against inflation, and provide consistent capital growth. For more on this and other WBI ETFs, visit WBIETFs.com. All right, and we're back. So as usual, you know, 
got to follow us everywhere. Get all this information uh, at WBI president on Twitter at WBI CEO. Uh, those are the the handles, you know, the ats. I don't think you're even supposed to say at, so I sound really weird. But hey, you know, go check us out on all those spots. You know, check us out on LinkedIn. Tell your friends, man. And uh, tell your family. Yeah, yeah. Where I, else can you have so much fun talking about finance? Uh, no kidding. No kidding. And sometimes a little football and maybe uh, we don't really delve into politics, but hey, it's heating up. Midterms coming up here. It's getting a little uh, silly season. So there's a lot of stuff going around out there. <laughs> Howard Schultz, you know, we might got, be running got, for president. Star, Starbucks old CEO. Yeah, man. You know, and you know, a couple other guys, maybe. You know, going into midterms, it's just about getting your crazy on. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. Now, speaking of crazy, okay. Did you know that Citadel? Now, nobody probably listening to our podcast knows who the who Citadel is, but they're thinking maybe it's that college down in South Carolina, no, man, right? High frequency Not, trading firm, biggest around. You know. So, did you know that they execute one in six trades in the United States? One in six. They're massive. Did you know that if you add two more two other firms to that total, they execute. Three out of every six trades. So 50% of the trades are done by three firms in the United somebody's States. Somebody's making some money. Yeah, somebody's making some money. But I thought you'd find that interesting. 90% of all trades are executed by quants, also known as high-frequency traders. They're doing that's uh, 90%. Uh, yep. 90% of the trade flow is quants, high-frequency trading, options, or passive funds. 90% of all flow at the moment. Yeah. Right? That's why you need a pro. You got to be stealthy quick. Yep. So anyway, it kind of gets us moving on to, you know, trading stocks. Stunts Dividend Corner. It's back. It's back. The Dividend we've Doctor. Business. We've been doing, uh, you know, business building for a while. And so now we're going to do uh, this, uh, you know, dividend thing. Uh, Don's the author of All About Dividend Investing. It's out, you know, in its second edition by McGraw-Hill. Pick it up. It's a good read. It's probably on those, you know, uh, you know, iTunes and all that kind of good stuff, too. You can also get it in like a hard copy, like with paper. You know, they make those still. Well, it's a soft, it's a, uh, you know, soft cover edition. Yeah, it's, but it's a soft cover, but right. it's it's made out of paper is it my point. Paper. It's, I don't it's know paper. if anybody does paper anymore. Does anybody read a paper book anymore? Yeah, I, I don't know. I like, I don't know. I like to it's leaf a paper through the book. pages, you know, with my fingers. Yeah. You can hear the page turn. I think the Beatles wrote a song about that, but maybe our podcast followers, you know. Hey, listen, all uh, I know have, is that investors. old school. In, all these years, right, that I've been doing this for yep. a long, long time, almost four decades, Investors would be far better off focusing on the amount of income their portfolio can generate. Huh? Income. Yield. Dividends, oh, baby. I, Dividends. What about return, man? Price return, ah, not so much because price return comes and goes. Here's a stat for you. Over the last- But the uh, dividend's consistent since and reliable. Since 2000 through 2017, you know, the vaunted S&P 500, which has had a really good 10-year bull market it's trend here. It's had a run. It, 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 it's less than double since 2000. A 5.4% rate of return. Nothing to write home about. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's really not impressive. And yet, the S&P 500, if you go back- And by the way, I this just put out a- this is not the longest bull market run in history, like CNBC and so many other people are talking about. 
It's it's that was a nineteen percent correction. Didn't go past twenty, so that's not a bear market. We we got okay? that we got that last time. I know. All I right. just want to I know, remind I know everybody. It bothers you. It really, Professor Matt. Me. Come perturbs on, Matt. me. Come on, Matt. So uh, you know, for the last thirty years, if you uh, uh, put uh, some money to work in the S and P five hundred index, which has had about a two percent dividend yield, and the key about dividends is that companies routinely tend to increase their dividends over time. And so the amount of dividends that you can generate over a long period of time as you move closer and closer into retirement is just staggering. If you put a million bucks in 1988 in the S&P 500 index stocks and you continue to hold those stocks through good and bad markets, which most people didn't. The quarterly dividends would have risen from thirty-eight thousand in the first um, uh, for the first year in nineteen eighty-eight to more than one hundred and eighty-nine thousand dollars. You're talking about a humongous level of income, huge, huge. right? So right now, if you wanted a, to, to today, that eight. 189,000 is a lot of return. It's almost an 18, it's an 18.9% income flow because of the increasing dividends. The staggering thing is that, you know, the S&P has been driven really by non-dividend paying stocks in terms of price appreciation, the FANG. Yeah. Right. Yep. That's what we were talking about. And the power of growing dividends is really underappreciated by investors. And, you know, we're going to get to a bear market sooner or later. And it's going to be tough for people to hold, as it always does, if they would just focus on building consistent, growing income streams. By the time they got to the retirement, the capital that's dependent on the price appreciation would take care of itself. And as long as they had enough income from these stocks, they'd be doing great. Right. I can tell you that, you know, right now we think, and a lot of people are talking about getting defensive. What does getting defensive mean? It means well, why not investing. get defensive? Why, baby? Why not? Invest get in defensive. Y. Why means yield. We got to look for yield. That's defensive because I get a source of return that isn't dependent on whether the markets are going up or going down. Right. I'm going to get a consistent yield. As a matter of fact, you know, there's articles being written all over the place about getting yeah, defensive Zach's, right now. Zach's research just put out a nice article. I, I'm a little biased because they included us in it, but... Uh, finally. <laughs> we got, finally got some love. You know, but, uh, you know, they were talking about that, uh, you know, I guess September... Uh, or the, lately, you know, the NASDAQ is really the, the tech leadership has faltered. Right. So I, I forget what the stat was. It was pretty cool. Check it out. It's Zach's research. They just put out a, 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 a an article on dividend investing, because if you're looking to get defensive right now, that's that's the place to do it because you get that consistent, reliable stream of income. So. You know, they were saying that the, you know, uh, NASDAQ is is having a tough time. The tariffs are starting to bite. Um, and so, you know, stocks have been sluggish in general. But if you still want to be invested, they're saying dividend-focused products are the way to go. A consistent, reliable income stream of dividends. So, you know... Um, they highlighted uh, a couple other products, you know, um, so so we were included in that, which was really pretty cool. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, value tends to outperform uh, growth stocks. Yep. Right? 
not all the time, but over long periods of time. As a matter of fact, you know, if you look at the uh, S&P dividend aristocrats, sure. right? It's companies that continually increase their dividends every year for 25 years. You know, the, uh, the total return performance, because of the extra dividends that it pays, uh, you know, outperformed the S&P two to one, better than two to sure. one, almost two and a half to one, right? If you go with a special purpose, high dividend ETF, like WBIY. Well, you have right? to be careful sometimes in this space, too. I agree, Because they'll sacrifice- The quality of the, uh, stocks of the stocks and the fundamentals to chase yields. So you get a huge yield, but you might lose some of that yield in terms of price. That's one of the things- So why is a little bit different? That's one of the things that makes WBI different. We think it's a smarter beta, smart beta- uh, smartest smart beta approach because it's the we, smartest smart beta. Yeah, we 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 think, no, and, and the reason why yeah. we think, the reason why we think that is because we're just joking around. Not only do we here. focus on high yield from U.S. domestic common stocks, but we also place a premium in our uh, securities analysis. Try and buy low PE, right? Low PE, value biased, high yield, but, and high quality fundamentals. And so, what good, are the really two quality factors here? So we have uh, price. You know, we're looking at price to earnings for value. We have price to sales, right? Again, more of a value. Yep. And price to free cash flow. These are the things that we're looking at to give us the quality of fundamentals. We also throw in some trend analysis to make sure the company has positive earnings trends. And and we're looking at, you know, buying companies that are still in, um, you know, doing relatively well, um, you know, from that perspective. Not all the time do these stocks outperform. Sometimes they underperform. But over long periods of time... The our, dividend helps you play a little catch-up, the consistent, bet. repeatable dividend. And, you know, if you have a, a like S&P uh, dividend aristocrats, the more focused you are on high dividends and quality of fundamentals, the better your return set is. And you just can blow out. And, and the dividend helps you out to achieve those results sure. on the... Well, you know, if you have an average... 2.5% dividend yield, which the dividend aristocrats do, about 2% for the S&P 500 versus almost 6% for the dividend for uh, uh, WBIY's index, the Selective Power Factor High Dividend Index, uh, almost 6% on average, you're going to compound better if you have dividends reinvesting. You're going to have much more income generation. And if the companies tend to increase dividends over their dividends over time, which they do, um, you end up with this magnificent, you know, uh, vehicle that uh, produces tremendous income for retirement. And if people would just focus on the income part, that's what I'm trying to get to. Focus on the dividend income, not the price return. All right. And so that's the dividend doctor in the dividend doctor corner talking about why not capture some yield. Why? Just why not? Why? Just not say W-H-Y. Why Just for say yield, yes okay? to W-B-I-Y. If you can. And look at the prospectus and all that other good stuff, too. Absolutely. Okay? So, uh, and, and consult your financial advisor. So that's another episode of Bull Bear Radio. Uh, thanks for listening. And we'll be coming back to your ears next week. This is Bull Bear Radio, where each week you can count on our real market news and advice. Catch all of our podcast episodes at WBIinvestments.com. 
WBIY's investment objective seeks to provide investment results that correspond to the price and yield before fees and expenses of the Solactive Power Factor High Dividend Index. The index is designed to select securities from the Solactive U.S. Broad Market Index that exhibit above average yield and fundamental value characteristics. The fund is passively managed and does not seek temporary defensive positions when markets decline or appear overvalued. An investment in the fund is subject to risk, including possible loss of principal, and should not be considered a complete investment program. Investors should be willing to accept a degree of volatility in the price of shares. Companies with high dividend yields are often sensitive to changing interest rates. Interest rates may go up, resulting in a decrease in the value of the securities held by the fund. WBIY has a net expense ratio of 0.70% and a gross expense ratio of 1.37%. Per Morningstar, WBIY's one-year market return is 17.91%. Since inception, return is 10.55% NAV and 10.52% market price. WBIY's 30-day SEC yield is 4.28% subsidized and 4.39% unsubsidized. The SEC yield reflects the dividends and interest earned during the most recent 30-day period covered by the fund's filings with the SEC under the deduction of the fund's expenses. The unsubsidized yield reflects the 30-day yield if the investment advisor were not waiving all or part of its fee or reimbursing the fund for part of its expenses. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Investment return and principal value of an investment will fluctuate so that an investor's shares, when redeemed, may be worth more or less than their original cost. Current performance may be lower or higher than the performance data quoted. For most recent month-end performance, go to www.wbishares.com. The views presented are those of the podcast participants and should not be construed as investment advice. Podcast participants are clients of WBI, main owned stocks discussed in this recording. All economic and performance information is historical and not indicative of future results. This is not an offer to buy or sell any security. No security or strategy, including those referred to directly or indirectly, is suitable for all accounts or profitable all of the time, and there is always the possibility of loss. You should not assume that any discussion or information provided here serves as a substitute for personalized investment advice from WBI or any other investment professional. If you have questions regarding the applicability of specific issues discussed to your individual situation, please consult with WBI or your chosen professional advisor. This information is compiled from sources believed to be reliable. Accuracy cannot be guaranteed. WBI's advisory operations, services, and fees are in the form ADV, available upon request. Although a company may pay a dividend, prices of equity securities, including those that pay dividends, fluctuate. Investing on the basis of dividends alone may cause an investor to buy or sell certain securities when circumstances may or may not be favorable. Investors should consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses carefully before investing. For prospectus and summary prospectus, visit WBIShares.com or call 1-800-772-5810. Read the prospectus carefully before investing. Foresight Fund Services Distributor.